discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Wow, you may take your seats in heavenly places. I want to welcome you to the month of March. Have you seen how fast the year is running? It's like someone is chasing it. It's just running. February is over. We are in March. March has 31 days, but it will expire very soon. Already day one is gone. It's finished. And uh, day two is coming. And then we'll be going. What was last? Last month was our month of what? Exercising ourselves spiritually. Exercising ourselves what? Spiritually. So, February was my month of exercising myself spiritually. And we really did exercise ourselves spiritually, isn't it? It's still continuing into this month. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before I continue, I want you to understand that this, these meetings, these um, monthly meetings that I have with all of our churches is very important. So, so starting from next month, the last Friday of March, I'm going, the, the next time around is going to be the last Friday of March. I'm going to take questions from everybody. I'm going to spend one hour answering questions from everybody who has a question. Okay, so before this meeting ends, I'm going to appoint somebody and give you the person's number so that you forward all your questions to that person. The questions should be printed, then we'll pick some of them and answer them, or practically pick everything and answer them throughout the period. Do you understand? Then we'll share what the word for the month is. So next month when we'll come, we'll just do a small worship service, and then I'll start. It won't be a long one-hour wait. Within 30 minutes, I should have started ministering, and then we can spend about two hours together, and then we'll close and go away. And then from next month as well, we'll be taking communion together as a church. Do you like such things? So next month, the last Friday of this month, we're going to be declaring what April is. April is going to be very exciting. I know what April is going to be. Yes, God shared with me some three months ago, so I know what April is going to be. So... Make sure you are around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, what I'm coming, I've known what March will be since last November. Yes, so I'm ahead of you in a certain way. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I, I, I think you should take these meetings very, very seriously. This is God's own way of helping you focus, okay, and helping you move as He wants you to. Because if you are not careful, your life in the Lord will not be focused as it's supposed to be. Do you understand? So the month of March, hallelujah, Hallelujah. the month of March is a month of receiving blessings through commitment. Hallelujah. 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 Say it's my month month of receiving receiving blessings blessings 
through commitment. Say it again. It's my month of receiving blessings through commitment. There's a blessing through commitment. And that's what God wants you to enjoy some of those blessings in this month of March. Okay? By your decision to be committed to what he's doing and to be committed to his cause, to be committed to his house, to be committed to his church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a very big announcement to make. Even my wife doesn't know about this announcement, but I'm making it right now. I'm going to Canada for the next five years to go and do my master's degree and my PhD. I've done my, I've done my master's already, but I want to do another master's and do a PhD and be there for the next five years. So you are not going to see me for five years starting from September. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Obed, Obed is the only one who knows what I'm talking about. Why is he? Is Obed here? So, uh, do, you, do you want me to go or you don't want me to go? You don't want me to go? I'm going. I'm, I, I'm, I really care about my, my, my master's and my PhD. So, yes, I'll not be around for a very long time. So that is why I called for That's why I want you to be serious so that I can go. Hallelujah. Do you want me to go or you want me to stay? You want me to stay? How many of you want me to stay? Hallelujah. If you don't want me to go, then where are you going? Do you want me to be your pastor? You want me to be around forever? Then where are you going? Ask your neighbor, where are you also going? If you want me to be your pastor, then I also want you to be my church member. I also want you to be my church member for the next 100 years. For the next 50 years. For the next 150 years. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't want me to go, then me too, I don't want you to go. <laughs> I'm not, I was joking with you. I'm not going. I'm, I'm here in Ghana. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going, I'm here. Mini baby, I'll be here. I'll go and come. I'll not go and be there forever. Hey! So, the commitment is very important. I mean, how can the, Jesus said that do not cast your pearl before swine? You cannot put your pearls or your jewels before pigs. If you put your gold before a pig, the pig will swallow it. Okay? It will swallow it. it will, he doesn't know the value. Of what you are giving to it. Pigs eat everything. They eat everything. They can eat human bones. Not everything. They can eat. And their teeth are so sharp. If, if a pig bites, you should know that your hand is coming off. Yes. Their teeth are that sharp. You can ask pig rares. They are not just a small thing. They eat everything and anything. So if you give them your jewels, they will just eat it. And then after that, they will come back to you and come and chew you as well. Yeah, so Jesus said, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Let's read the other version. I'm sure it will help us. Don't be flipped with the sacred. Banter and silliness give no honor to God. Don't reduce holy mysteries to slogans. In trying to be relevant, you are only being cute 
and inviting sacrilege. Let's read message. I'm sure message will help us. No, that was message. Let's read Amplified. Don't give that which is holy, the sacred thing, to the dogs. And do not throw your pearls before hogs or swine or pigs. Lest they trample them upon them with their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. They will tear you in pieces. That's what they will do to you. So, there are things that cannot be committed to you unless you are very close. Okay? You will not see some things unless you are close. That's how it is. Hallelujah. So, commitment is such that it is maritally oriented. You must be maritally committed to what is happening in the house of God. Nobody enters a marriage with plans of leaving after two years. Nobody puts a ring on someone's finger. And as he's putting a ring there, the person will say that, with this ring, I de-wed for the next two years. After two years, we will not wed again. Nobody would, nobody would want to give that kind of vow and accept that kind of vow. If we are going to marry, then we are going to stay together forever. Yeah, our brother Bright wants to marry our sister. Uh, uh, Cassandra. Stand up, C- come and let me ask you. <laughs> Pastor Cassie, come, come, come and come and let me ask you questions. Come, oh, come. How many, how many years do you have in mind to marry this beautiful lady? Forever, Pastor, forever. Forever. Powerful. How many, how many months do you have in mind? Pastor. <laughs> for, I don't know, like for many years. Maybe. For many years. Someone once says forever, once says for many years. <laughs> I mean, you don't, we don't have three days from now in mind. No. Just the honeymoon. You just want to enjoy the honeymoon and then that is it. No. Marriage is not like that. And God expects us to be committed to him maritally. God expects us to be tied to his house, to the place where he has placed us maritally. Do you understand? It is not by mistake that you have found yourself sitting in this church. There's a reason. God has brought you for a reason. God has brought you to be married to him forever. So you must have permanency in mind. I don't have plans of leaving the church. Why should you have plans of leaving the church? Why should, as we are marrying, you are thinking that you will be with me for two years. After two years, you run away from me. No, I mean, what kind of, what kind of life is that? After what? Graduation. As soon as you finish graduating, you are not coming back. As soon as you get a certain type of job, you are not coming back. We have some medical students who when they became, became medical doctors and we came to their graduation and came to celebrate with them. That was the end. The last picture we took together was the picture that at the graduation. That was the end. We, we can't find them again because they don't have commitment in mind. They don't have faithfulness in mind. You must have faithfulness and commitment in your mind as a church member in this church. You must be maritally committed to the system because there are blessings, there are rewards for being maritally committed to what God is doing. Okay? So you can't stay in this church for two years, three years, after two years, three years, and then you check out. No, you have made a mistake. You have made a very, very big mistake. You must have the mindset that I'm going to stay here forever, for the rest of my life. Go to Matthew chapter 19. Let's read from verse 28. Matthew chapter 19 from verse 28. Matthew 19, 28. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, Ye which have followed me. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. He says, ye which have followed me. Followed me. Let's look at other versions and see what you say there. Someone should check the, Hebrew, the Greek word for follow. That word over there. 
and tell me the meaning. Jesus said unto them, Truly I say to you, in the new age, the messianic rebirth of the world, when the Son of Man shall sit down on the throne of his glory, you who have become my disciples, sided with my party and followed me. You sided with my party. And Jesus had a party. It was called QRP. Hallelujah. There's those of you who have sided with my party and followed me. You have sided with my party and followed me. You have been with me. You have stayed with me. What, what is the word? What is the, the Greek word? Akoluthio. It means to follow one who precedes. Join him as his attendant. Accompany him. It also means to join one as a disciple. Become, become or be his disciple. Side with his party. Side with his party. Be his disciple. Be around. A disciple is one who eats like his master. Sleeps like his master, walks like his master, talks like his master, washes his hand like his master, and does everything like his master. I mean, your sleeping style must be like your master's sleeping style. That is what it means to be a disciple. The word disciple is matetis. It means to, to follow the mathematics of the person, to follow the exact replica. Okay, become the exact replica of the person. That's what it means to be a disciple. And Jesus had 12 disciples who had stayed with him, who looked like him. The disciples looked so much like Jesus that the day that Jesus was going to be arrested, it took one of the disciples to tell who Jesus was, to tell which one of them was Jesus, because they couldn't tell who he was. They couldn't tell which one was Jesus, because they all looked alike. They all sounded alike. They all looked the same way. They all dressed the same way. They all, everything was the same. So it took Judas's kiss. To identify Jesus. Didn't they know him? They knew him. He was always standing in the, in the crowds talking. But because they were so alike and dressed so... They, everything was the same. He had to use a case to identify him. Are you listening to me? So you have to become a disciple of the Lord. You have to stay in God's house. Stay. There's a reward for staying. There's a blessing for staying. Not only in the streets by and by, but also in the now. How long have I known you? How long, how long have I known you? Five years. For about five years. Are you sure it's not more? How many years has you been, have you become a pastor? <laughs> it's been more than five years. He doesn't remember. Pastor Eugene, how many years have I known you? Come and tell us. I think it's since 2008. Oh, it's more than that. I got to 2008, I was leaving school. I got to know you in 2006. And when you came to first year. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. How many years is that? 13 years. I've known him for 13 years. Yours is 7 years. You have not remembered. Do your calculation. We are not... Are you going somewhere? No, no plans. We don't have plans. We are here together. I'm maritally connected to him. And he's maritally connected to me. We are together. Ask your neighbor, where are you going? Look at your face. Tell your neighbor, look at your face. Look at your face. Where are you going? Do you like my message or you don't like my message? No, if you don't want me to leave as your pastor, why are you leaving? Why are you, why are you going? Where, where, what plans do you have? Why are you going? Why is it that when you, you, you leave Kumasi, you don't want to be in any of our churches in Accra? You only had Kumasi in your mind. It's not supposed to be like that. You were, in, you were here in this church. You were in, come, 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 let them see. You, you. You don't think it's you. Yeah, this is Karen, Elder Karen. She was in Alpha some years ago. Then she traveled to UK. Didn't you go to Liverpool Church? 
Yes, I did. Didn't you try to even start a church in Nottingham? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> we are serious. Let's be serious. Yes, I did. Yeah. And when she came back, she has come back to church. We don't have plans of going anywhere. When we move, we, we come back. Wherever we go to, we try and start a church. If it doesn't work, fine. If it works, fine. Whatever it is, we, we are here. What do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah, we have permanency in mind. We have permanency in mind. So you must have permanency in your mind. Jesus said, those of you who have followed me, you have followed me, you have been with me, you have stayed with me, you have joined my party, you have been around me for all these years. You will sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel in the regeneration. That's what this one says. says, Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, in the new age, in the messianic rebirth of the world, when the son of man shall sit down on the throne of his glory, you have become my disciples, side of my party and followed me, will also sit on 12 thrones. What I have, you also have. Where I am, you also be. The throne, I will be sitting on the throne, but you also be sitting on 12 thrones, and you'll be judging the, the 12 tribes of Israel. Everybody will have one tribe to judge. Why? What is the qualification for this particular throne? Following, being around, staying, commitment. Look at the blessing they got. They are, they are going to sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. That's good, but where will you be sitting? Yeah. It's important. You must stay. Tell me about you must stay. Fifty years from now, you must stay in the church. I'm not talking about staying in the body of Christ. I'm talking about staying in Love Economy Church. Uh-huh. That is what I'm. I'm talking about staying in Love Economy Church, being around, staying, see your children around. We want to see you get married in the church, whether the person is from here or not. Makes no difference. We want to just see you marry. We want to see your children, want you to want to see your pregnant face. And how you'll be spitting in the bottle as you're moving around. Like that. We want to see such things around you. Or you don't like what we are talking about. Yeah. We want to be in the labor world with you as you are pushing. We say, push. We'll catch the baby for you. We want to do your naming ceremony. Yeah. We want to, oh, you don't like such what you, you don't like such things. It's important. It's very, very important. Go to Revelation chapter 21. Let me show you something in Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21. Let's read verse 14. I have so many things to share with you. Now, this is a description of the new Jerusalem. On Sunday, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to those here about it. I'm going to preach on uh, resurrections from the dead or resurrections of the dead. And I'm going to talk about how that heaven is not our final home. Heaven is a tentative place for us to stay. Okay? Our final home is in the New Jerusalem here on earth. It's scriptural. It's not Jehovah's Witness who are saying it. Jehovah's Witness people say that we'll come back and live in houses here. That's why they keep choosing houses. As you're moving around, when they see a nice house, they say, this is the house I'm living when I come back. That all those houses will be destroyed. The heavens will be destroyed. The earth will be destroyed. And a new heaven will come. And a new earth will come. Okay, look at, go to verse 1. And then we'll jump to verse 14. Go to verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more what? Sea. Next verse. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Have you seen it? Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Then he starts describing how the holy city looked like. How the holy city looked like. Okay? Go to verse 12. Go to verse 12. 
He says, and it had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and the names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Have you seen it? On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. Then he says, and on the wall, so on the gates, the entrance to the city, the, the New Jerusalem, there are names embossed on the gates. And the gates are actually people. Okay? The name represents the person. The 12 tribes of Israel are actually 12 human beings. Hmm? The 12 tribes. It's on the, on, the, on the gates are 12 tribes. Okay? 12 tribes. The names of the gate has the 12 tribes of Israel. Judah, Benjamin, Dan, sorry? Issachar, what else? Naphtali, Simeon, God, you see, you are bereft of the information that we are looking for. You realize I are bereft of it. We don't know what's going on. So we are going to roll out a special program this year as well to educate you in the scriptures. But Sefa and Bet Talmud must happen in your life. Do you know what Bet Sefa and Bet Talmud are? Uh-huh. You must learn the Old Testament. You must learn the Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, John. Someone said Matthew. What did the person say? Matthew, Mark, Luke, Joe. It's not Luke, Joe. It's Luke and John. Do you understand? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. You must know what is happening. We and we are going to force you to learn. Do you like such things? No, you must get to know it. You shouldn't be looking into the skies when we say, go to Hezekiah chapter. There's no Hezekiah in the Bible, but you are going to turn your Bible right now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so go, jump, to, jump to verse 14. It says, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. In the names of the foundations of the wall were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The 12 people who followed Jesus. So not only are they going to sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel, their names are also embossed on the foundations of the walls of the new Jerusalem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh There's a place for us to go to Revelation chapter 3, 12. Revelation 3, 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. So there are places for some of us to be made pillars in the temple of God. The disciples have their names on the 12 foundations of the wall of Jerusalem. But we have the opportunity to become pillars in the temple of God. It says, him that overcome will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God. And the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem. Which cometh down out of heaven from, God, from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. So our names too are going to be written on us in different places depending on our commitment to the Lord and our commitment to his house. You can't be committed to the Lord just anyhow. You must be committed to the Lord in his house. Do you understand? In his house. There's a house God places us everybody in. Nobody is born out of a tree. No, we are all born into families. Were you born into a family? There's a family of God that you are born into as well. Hallelujah. So, 
Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Mark 10, 29. Mark 10, 29. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. This is the same as what we read in Matthew chapter 19, verse 28. Okay? But Mark recorded it differently. He recorded some parts that Matthew did not record. So Mark says, And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that has left house. These guys were so committed that they had left their houses. There's no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake. They left it for my sake because they like me so much, because they want to be with me so much. They left all these things for my sake. And the gospels, he says, I tell you, next verse. But he shall receive an hundredfold. The person shall receive an hundredfold. What? Now. Where? In this time. Now in this time. So the blessedness of commitment is not only futuristic. It's not only New Jerusalem oriented. It is also now in this time oriented. Because there's a blessing. That's why we are saying that this amount of what? Receiving blessings through commitment, through our commitment, commitment to God and His house. You must be committed. Just commit by staying. Do you understand? Commit by being around. Commit by staying in the church, becoming a committed member, becoming a permanent member. Don't have temporary things in your mind. Have permanent things in your mind. Have permanency in your mind. Do you understand permanency? What is the meaning of permanency? The, the three word is affable. Do you know affable? Do you know affable? How many of you know and understand affable? Maybe you, do, you are not a cheap person, so do you understand? But there is permanent. Say I'm permanent. He says he shall receive now in this time, and hundredfold now in this time he shall receive. He shall receive. He shall receive. Say I'm receiving now in this time, and hundredfold. Says he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses. The guy left houses, one house. Yet he says he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. People will not understand how come you are so blessed. They will not understand how come you don't you don't do certain things, but you are so blessed. You have the things they are chasing for. The secret is in being committed to God. Staying with him and deciding that no matter what happens, I'm going to be around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm. So let me show you. I want to share with you 12 reasons why you must be committed to God and to Love Economy Church. Hmm? 12 reasons why I must be committed to God. And to his church, Love Economy Church. Like I said, every there's there's a house, there are plenty of houses in the in the world. Love Economy Church is one of them. Okay. And I'm talking to you about this church. Yeah, I'm not talking about any other, I'm talking about this church. I'm talking about Love Economy Church. Do you know Love Economy Church? Yeah, the name is very interesting. It's the only one in the world. Love Economy Church. That's what I'm talking to you about. I'm talking about staying in Love Economy Church for the rest of your life. Stay in Love Economy Church. When you are 50, you are still around. We'll celebrate your 50th anniversary, 50th birthday here in this church. Whether you are in America or Papua New Guinea, we'll have a church there. We'll celebrate there with you. 12 reasons. Say 12 reasons. 12 reasons. 
why I must be committed to God and to love economy church. Reason number one. Say reason number one. It's 12 reasons though, so we are going. Reason number one, you are part of a family. That is the reason why you must be committed to God and to his church. You are part of a family. See, I'm part of a family. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15. I am part of a family. I am part of a family. Let's read from verse 14 so we understand it very well, okay? For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. There's a whole family in heaven and in earth. We have a very, you belong to a very big family. John chapter 1 verse 11, 12 and 13 says that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the rights, the authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Then it says, children who are not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we are actually bona fide children of God. And God does not just give birth. He gives birth and puts his children into families. There's a big family of God. It's called the family of God. But in that family, there are nuclear families. And one of the nuclear families is love economy that are sitting inside. God is called the multi-breasted, multi-wombed one. He is the one who gives birth to you. And he is the, the womb that gives birth is the breast that feeds the child. Do you know what I'm talking about? There are ladies here with breasts. Every lady here has a breast, by God's grace. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a grace of God to have breasts. I don't know if you like my message. No, it's a blessing to have breasts. I nearly said, touch the nearest neighbor's breast and ask. But I I can't say that. I nearly said that, but I can't say that. Are you uncomfortable that I'm saying breasts in the church? I don't know why you'd be be uncomfortable. I, I can't really understand. You have breasts, but there's no breast milk inside. You can press it as much as you want. No milk will show forth. You will be hurting yourself. Why? Why is it like that? Because you have not conceived a child. You have not given birth. The day, you see, when you conceive a child, breast milk does not come. The day the child comes out, the moment the child comes out, boom, like that, the breast milk starts flowing. We don't know the technology behind it, but as soon as the child comes out, <laughs> as soon as the child comes out, uh, the breast milk starts flowing immediately to feed the child because the womb that gave birth to the child is the breast that will feed the child. So God is the one who gave birth to us. If you read in James chapter 1, verse 18, he says that of his own will begat he us. Hmm? Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will he gave birth to us. Of God's own will he gave birth to us. And he gave birth to us into a family. It's called the family of God. And in that family, there are many nuclear families. Okay? God is the one who gave birth to us. And therefore, it is his breast that will feed us. And he's multi-breasted. He's multi-wombed and multi-breasted. One of the breasts that he has is Love Economy Church. You can be in a church where the breast there is not for you. And you'll be trying to drink the breast and nothing is coming out for you. Your jaws, you are just exercising your jaws. Nothing is coming out. That is why almost everybody came from a certain church. But you realize that the church you were in, you ain't hearing anything. Someone can be in this church too and not hear anything. I advise you to get out. You are, you are not here. You are not, this breast is not for you. Get out. Tell me about get out. Uh-huh. Yeah. But some of us, we can't get out because this is the breast for us. 
and we are we are aware we know so i'm telling those of you who are not aware i'm telling you that listen if you are around and you are hearing us you are hearing our voice you can understand the scriptures when the word is coming you are not sleeping you are following your life has changed even if you are sleeping realize that your life has changed in the sleep this is the place that god has designed for you from ages past you better stay if you check out you are in trouble you will go around looking for breast. I, I remember there was a certain lady who was here about four years ago. She used to come about three years ago because she was coming to a church. She used to come from a certain far place to church. She was coming, 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 coming. Then someone said some things to her and took her away to another church. It's been three years since she left. Three years later, she called me and said, that, Pastor, this is the place for me. I'm coming back. I said, oh. She said, will you accept me? Will you? I said, ah, who said I've rejected you? I never rejected you. If you've gone and you realize that this is you are this is where you're supposed to be, then just come back and come and be come and be happy. I told her, just come back. Come back. She's making arrangements to come. I said, yeah, I will receive you. We'll open our hands for you. Because she has realized she it has taken her three years to realize that this is the place for her. One guy who is here in this church right now came to tell me that, Pastor, if I had known that this is what I was supposed to be, I'd have joined earlier. I came around, but I left. Later on, I realized that this is what I'm supposed to You told me that. I'm supposed to be here. And I came back. Yeah. Now he's here. He's drinking the breast. His cheeks are becoming bigger and bigger. Hallelujah. Yeah, he said something. I was like, wow. He said that when I was listening to the ages of the pastor, I heard Pastor Elikem's age, that he's 20-something. This one said I'm 20-something. I realized that I could have easily become a pastor if I was here during those times. But I didn't come fast as I was supposed to. Now I'm here, I'm staying. By the time I'm also something, I'm also something. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So God has brought you into this family. You must stay in the family. Why are you going? Why are you going? Karen, come. Come once again. Today I'm, I'm worrying you. <laughs> How are you? Is Papa not your brother? Has Papa offended you before? Lots of times. Lots and lots of times. Yes, Have you debrided him? I can't. Have you debrided? You know debrader. You have debrided him. Have you done that? No. How about Nana? Nana, Nana is your brother as well. Has he offended you before in your life? Even today. Even today he offended you. <laughs> Nana, why? Nana, why? Why? But have you debrided him? No. No. Thank you very much. So, because we are in a family, a family has permanency in mind. We have permanent, we are not changing our surnames. No, no, I'm not changing my surname. How many of my siblings do you see in my church? How many? One of them was here. He's not here anymore. He'll come back. Hallelujah. Yeah, but we don't see, you don't see my siblings here. Does that mean that I should change my surname and say I'm now called economy, uh, Pastor OT Economy? Should, should I say that? No. You wait, wait, OT Economy. How can you change? I can't change my name. I'm still OT watching. I'm still, I'm still here. Do you understand? Yeah. Whether I see them or not, whether they come to me or not, I'm still their family member. When funerals come, I have to show up. Whatever happens, I have to show up. Even if they slap me, I have to still be around. Yeah. I had very interesting sisters. They mafiaed me when I was growing up. But I'm still their brother. They are still my favorite people. I still like them anyways. So offense should not eject you out of the family that you are in. Offense should not eject you. Offense should make you stay in the church some more. Yeah. My 
my brothers, they've offended me so many times. So many, I've offended them too. Family is a place of offense. Or you don't know? Family is the definition of offense. Yes, that is what family is. But we are not living. When your, your father or your mother dies, that is when you see those who, don't, who never liked you. you. That is when you see the offense in the family. And the places that the offenses come from. Yeah. They say that a witch cannot do you. A witch from outside your family cannot do you. Unt me nyawo. He cannot do you. Is a witch in your family that can do you? A brother cow. I don't know from tomorrow. If an insect to bite you, it means that it is inside your cloth. It is not outside your cloth. It can't bite you outside your cloth. It can bite you only inside your cloth. But whether they bite or not, we are still in the cloth. We'll still, we'll still fry them, mama, anyway. We'll still be in the cloth. Hallelujah. Don't you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so we are committed. Stay committed because you are part of God's family. So you are not living. Where, am I, where are you living to? Ask your neighbor, where are you living to? This is a family. We are in a family. Oh, you are not talking to your neighbor. You are not talking to... Tell your neighbor, this is a family. Where are you going? We are here. Forever. Yeah. We are here forever. Yeah. Whether we see our faces or not. There are some of you outside of the church, outside of Ghana that I have never seen with my eyes before. You have never shaken me. You have never hugged me. But it makes no difference. Whether we are location bound or not, it makes no difference. We are still a family. We all have the same name. It's called Love Economy Church. All of us are in that church. Whether you see me or not, it makes no difference. We are still there. I just, I was supposed to have meeting, this meeting from Kaswa Church. It didn't happen. I'm here. But they are not offended with me. They may be offended, but it has happened. They will still love me anyway. I also still love them. Pastor Mark, <laughs> hallelujah. We're still powerful anyways. We still like each other. See, we still like each other. I have a sister in, she was in, she was in Italy. Now she's moved to UK with so many, with her children. I've, I've not seen them. I don't remember. The last time I saw them maybe about 15 years ago. But we are still family. We are still family. She can call me and tell me some things. I also call her and tell her some things. Nobody is saying, because I'm not seeing you, I'm not now part of the family. What do you mean by that? Whether you are seeing me or tell me about whether you are seeing me or not. We, still, we are still in the family. Yeah. So, Love Economy Church is a very big church with one surname. We are all from Love Economy Church. Whether someone is in Medina Church or someone is in where? Which other church? Asafu Church or Kaswa Church or Liverpool Church or Toronto Church or China Church. You do know we have a church in China. Or Finland. We have a church in Finland as well. Can you imagine? It's still boiling up small, small. That's why I've not mentioned it much. I'm waiting for it to get to a certain figure, and I'll start talking about it in a certain way. We have whole church. You are from whole church. It's just, it's just coming from whole church. You are also from where? Tema church. I know from Tema. Tema church. She just came to visit here. She's at Tema church. We have a church at Takrade. Wherever you are. Adekromen. Same Adekrona. Adekromen. Same Adekromen. Hallelujah. Say same Adekromen. Same Yeah. We are all in the same church. And we like each other. Say we like, say we like each other. 
So that's the first reason why you should be you should be committed. You should stay because we are family members, and family members don't run away. Family members don't. I mean, is she not your family member? Has she offended you before? Plenty times. Is she not? She's even sitting by you in church. Did you plan to sit together? No, you just find yourself sitting together. We still like each other, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you going? Tell me about why are you going. I'm shocked that you want to go somewhere. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you have plans that two years from now you leave me. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Reason number two. Reason number two. You are part of a body. You are part of a body. The first one is that you are part of a family. The second one is that you are part of a body. First Corinthians 12, 13. What body is that? It's called the body of Christ. You are part of a body. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. We are all immersed into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. Next verse. For the body is not one member, but many. Many members. The body is not one member, but many, many members. Next verse. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, or I don't belong the body to the body, is it therefore not of the body? Question mark. Is it not of the body? No. How is this? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? It is in fact, it cannot say it is not of the body. The fact that you are not the eye does not mean that you are not part of the body. If you are the navel, you are also part of the body. If you are the little toenail, you are still part of the, the body. If you are the eyebrow, you are still part of the body. If you are what? If you like, take it away still, you will still need something to go up and come down. Even after marking with the person, you realize that there's a place that's hallelujah. It's okay, it's okay, I don't talk too much. We are part of a body. And a body has permanency in mind. Adwa, what will you do? Come. What will you do? Okay, it's a question. It's a very big question. What should you do if your bottoms decide that it is not going to stay? It it doesn't like you anymore. It is now moving to... She has seen that Karen has bigger bottoms, so she wants to be part of bigger bottoms, and she says she's leaving. What, what will you say to it? Can, what? <laughs> I mean, can your bottoms decide that it's going on vacation? It's not coming back. It's going on vacation. Your bottoms are saying that you have been using it to sit for a very long time. Since you came on earth, you have used your bottoms to sit and sit and sit. It has become black. He doesn't like sitting anymore. So now it is moving from where it is to another person's shoulder because the shoulder will not be sitting. Can he, can he say that? Can he say, can your bottom say that? What if your forehead decides that every time the sun is shining on it? So it wants to move to another person's back for holidays. Will it, will it be able to? I mean, that is magic. It can't it can happen. 
So if we say we are part of a body, it has permanency in mind. Your body is not going anywhere. If a part of a body is taken away, then it means that there's something wrong. They will call you deformed. They will say that you are deformed. You have a disability. Yeah. Disabled. Why? Because every member of your body is important. And every member of your body is needed. It is there for a reason, including the appendix. <laughs> yeah. They also don't understand appendix. See me in chambers. Go to verse 27. First Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. We are members in particular. Members. Members. See, I'm a member of the body of Christ. You see, and amazingly, the, the, the body of Christ has parts. And in each part, a part can also be called a member. In each member, there are many cells. There are many tissues. Cells come together to form what? A tissue, isn't it? Tissues, a group of tissues come together to form what? An organ. And then a group of organs come, to form, come together to form what? A system, an organ system. And a group of systems come together to form what? Nemenevelishnebla. You are speaking in tongues. It's powerful, don't worry. You are taught in science, but you don't remember. It's part of it. Hey, cell tissue organ system. You don't remember? Do you remember? You don't remember. The visual arts people say they don't understand. You see, out of the arts students, the visual arts people were the last. <laughs> it's also a, a curve. It's a slope somewhere. It starts from somewhere and ends somewhere. <laughs> you see, so we are part of a body. Now, what will you do? What will you do if your nose decided that it's not, it's not going to? I don't like where I am. I don't. I want to be part of the the ties because now I realize that a lot of the ladies are removing their ties now. I want to be seen in a certain way. I want to be part of the soft tissues. Is the nose is not soft? Yeah. So the nose is either I'm going to move from where I am and I'm going to join another person's ties so that I can be part of the soft tissues of the person's body. I mean, what are you talking about? Where are you going? Tell us where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Photo, why are you going? Tell us why are you going? Why are you going? Okay? Yeah, it's a message. So you must, you must stay. Love Economy Church is a member of the body of Christ. It's a part of the body of Christ. It has a certain supply. And all of us are cells. We are tissues in there. And you must stay. If one cell decides to dislodge itself, cancer starts. Cancer begins when one, tissue, one cell decides that it will grow abnormally or become what it is, it is not supposed to become. I heard of a fibroid that was operated on. They took the fibroid out. They cut it and they saw human hair. They saw hair inside. And when they found a teeth, a human teeth inside the fibroid, it's not a fearful, it's just that yeah, there are some cells in your womb that have decided that they will grow. They don't like womb type of, they don't like holding babies, they like holding meat. They want to hold meat. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard some before. Have you heard some before? Yeah. All kinds of things inside the fibroid. All kinds of things. Yeah. Because one cell decided that I don't like this one, I like this one. Problems. So let's stay. Tell me about stay. Be here. Be here. 
be here. Oh, slap your neighbor and say, be here. Be here. Be here. You have a lot of neighbors. Everybody's laughing. Hallelujah. We are part of a certain body. Go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30. Ephesians 5, 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. We are members of Christ's body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Where are you going? Stay committed. Tony, but stay committed. There are blessings for your commitment. Yeah, just stay around. Be around. Be around. Tell me about be around. Yeah, have permanency in your mind. Point number three. You see, we are going fast. Yes. You are part of a building. You are part of a building. So stay committed. Be committed. Okay? Twelve reasons why you must be committed to God and to Love Economy Church. You are part of a building. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. You are God's what? Building. Just imagine if one day your kitchen decides that it doesn't like where it is in your house. There's too much heat there. So it's relocating to become the hall in another person's house. So you enter your, you enter your house, you open the kitchen door, and there's no kitchen there. It has dislodged itself and is on its way to another person's house. What will you do to that kitchen? Just imagine if your water closet, the white throne, your water closet decides that it is tired of the things you have been releasing into it all these years. These days, what is coming is too smelly. So it wants to relocate. And become <laughs> become a sofa in another person's house. So you, you go to the toilet, you are pressed inside. You open your toilet door and you see that the ball is moving past you like that. And it is going, it is on the way. It says, not today. Hmm, not today. <laughs> it's all a shadow if you like my message. And then what are you going to do about it? A building is permanent. A building is permanent. And these are things that God is describing as us. Yeah. Says you are members of my body. You are in a family. You are part of a building. Building. What if the pillars in this church decide that they are tired of holding the thing? The roof is too strong. The, The weight up is too much. So I've decided that I'm leaving. I'm going to be part of a wall outside in the, in the next house. So that I don't have, because walls don't have any pressure on them. So I'm moving to become a, a, a wall in the next house. What would you say to that pillar? Where goest thou? <laughs> if one pillar should reject itself right now, we are all in trouble. We can't stay here. We can't stay here. Just one. We can't stay here. I see what I'm talking about. So you are part of God's building. The church that you're sitting in is the building of God. It's the building of God. And you are part of it. So if you remove yourself, just imagine that you are building and the blocks are deciding that I don't want to be part of this building. I'm going to another building. This building is a church. I don't like the hallelujah and the amen and noise. I want to be part of an Inshayasu house. A golden tulip type of house. So that I can have some kind of uh, bourgeoisie people coming around. Do you know bourgeoisie? 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Experience some luxury. So I'm not going to stay in this building. I'm going away. As is going to waving you. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you. Bye bye. See you. And then it goes away. What will you, what will you do to it? Is it even possible? So ask anybody, why are you going? For we are God's building. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 19. Ephesians 2 from verse 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. This also shows that we are part of the family of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So Jesus Christ is described as the chief cornerstone, the headstone, or the, the one upon whom all the foundation is built. Okay, next verse. In whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Next verse. In whom ye also, say in, him, in whom you also, Point your neighbor and say, in whom you also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You are built together for a home. So God is building himself a home. And he says that you are the blocks and the pillars and the iron rods he's using to build himself a home. He says, in whom you also are built together for an habitation of God through the Holy Ghost. Let's read other versions of this. In him and in fellowship with one another, you yourselves also are being built up into this structure with the rest to form a fixed abode. Say fixed abode. Not temporary abode. Fixed abode. Dwelling place of God in bind through the spirit. Fixed abode. Let's see what the message you say. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is, is quiet at home. God wants to be quiet at home with you in this church. First Peter 2 5. Go to 5. He says, Ye also, as living stones or lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. He says, Ye also, as living stones, you are a living stone. See, I'm a living stone. He says, You are built up as a spiritual house. Okay, a spiritual house. So God is, is building himself a spiritual house. And you are the stones that he's using. And that house is permanent. Don't go anywhere. Stay. Tell anybody, stay. There's a blessing in staying and being around and being committed. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.